Hello. Hello. Is the audio working? Yes. Yes, it is. Good to see everyone. How are we all? Cheers. I'm starting early this week. It's Thursday, but I fancy a beer. So, good to see you all. Good to see you all. Um, great attendance in the uh, the chat. 12, 12 on the stream already. Excellent. Shalini, Andrew, Julie C, uh, Robin, Red Eye, Vaughn, Beats and Tapes, first time I saw They Live, yeah, They Live, they live is a um, brilliant, brilliant movie, um, I'm a big John Carpenter fan, I just love John Carpenter, so, um, all these movies are interesting, shall we say, interesting, oh, pardon me, pardon me, Melted Mushroom, Emma, Yep, Emma. We haven't forgotten you, Emma. We're getting there, we're getting there, but thanks for reminding me. It's nice to see you. Pardon me, nice to see you. Dave Thompson. Mm. Good evening, Dave. Uh, right. Now, um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a look at we're gonna have a look at things tonight that are are one of these things that the internet's just kinda taken and run with and there's a lot of a lot of rubbish, you know, about it. Um, but there's a lot of mystique and mystery and you know, is it real or is it not? And and some of the things are quite creepy. Some of them are, you know, is it is it just nonsense? So we'll we'll have a dig in and we'll have a look. So it's about um this is this we're calling Ben came up with this this morning, um, because he said we need a catchy name for this. And he said, What about down the rabbit hole, extra carrots. <laughs> and I thought, that's a great name. Ed loved it as well. So, But unfortunately, it was Ben's idea. I've, I hate to say it, but yeah, you got to give him credit where credit's due. He does come up with the goods now and again. Um, so yeah, cheers, Ben. Thanks, great name. There's a little bit of scary in it um, at one point, but don't worry about it. We'll push through. We'll be all right, Shalini. You know, hang in there, hang in there. Um, you can't, you can't have. Um, I think that I mean we're coming to we're coming to October, so October's going to be scary. October, isn't it? Because it's Halloween at the end of October. So yeah, we'll probably um, we'll probably be doing a new. Well, remember we did a, a Halloween intro last year, so we'll, we talked about that today as well. Um, so I think we're going to be doing that. So we'll have a Halloween intro. Probably run it for most of the month. Because, um, you know, once you've done these things, you like to get your money's worth out of them. God, the, the, the ambience is good tonight, isn't it? They'll look good. Do you like my flags? I've put them behind. Change the studio around again. What I'll do is I'll take a, I'll take a picture of the studio, um, warts and all, and you guys can see it. Uh, you guys can see it in the community tab on YouTube. So remember, you know, to get there, I think you've got to subscribe to YouTube, but you know, you want to do that anyway, because you love us, you know. So just subscribe. It's, it makes it easier. And it stops Ben asking you all the time. Um, Chaz is sitting on the couch now, so, you know, if we... You can't really see it because the camera makes everything kind of blurry. But I've got my flags up. Um, I've even... I don't think, you know, you can't see the black flag, that's down the side. So, yeah, so I've got all the flags up, so that's cool. And thanks to um, to, to uh, Dread Eye and, and Julie for sending me them, because that that's who did it. Thank you very much. 
Um, yeah, and the way I had it before, the the um, the camera was right in the doorway because the camera's got to be, camera's got to be with the lens that's thought on it. The camera's got to be 50, 55 inches away from my face. Fifty five inches is a field distance. So the 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 studio was set up the way it was set up. Um, the camera tripod was sitting right in the doorway all the time, so that was really annoying. And we 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 do broadcast quite a lot, so it wasn't even worth bringing it up and down. Yep, yep, the old Welsh flags there. Uh, no, I don't have that offensive flag that Ben has, and even if you sent it to me, I would probably just do some kind of ritual burning of the flag. You know, I'd film it obviously for a comedic value, comedic effect. Um, yeah. So, so shall we crack on with tonight? Um. And if anybody get any housekeeping they want to get done, do you need to go for a pee-pee or, uh, or, or make yourself a cup of tea, grab a few biscuits? What's your favourite biscuit when you have a cup of tea? Oh, well, I don't drink tea. Do you have a biscuit with your tea? Do you like a biscuit? I'm I'm, I'm going back on a diet um, come October because I've had enough of this extra weight. So, But I've, I've got this, this overwhelming urge to eat Jaffa cakes just now. I just... I've always liked Jaffa cakes, but I just have a love for Jaffa cakes. But yeah, um, I, I can drink a cup of coffee without without having without the need for for a biscuit or some other comfort food. Um, although when I was in Sweden, they have this thing called fika, right? And basically, you go in you go into any fast food restaurant or restaurant or whatever, or or garage or you know gas station, and you get your coffee, and if you pay. You pay very little extra to get Fika, which is coffee and a cake. And bloody hell. Even McDonald's do Fika. You know, you go in for a co- you get the McCafe for and you get a cake, you know, a proper cake. No none of this crappy donuts or whatever. You can get a proper cake in in um in Sweden. And Sweden's a really it's really nice country, really nice people. Um we didn't spend much time at all in the cities, so the thing is, we didn't see we didn't see anything other than Swedes. You know, we were we were up we were up north. We were nearly in the Arctic Circle at one point, and we and unfortunately we never saw the the aurora borealis. Um, we were certainly far enough north for it, but we didn't have the weather. That was unfortunate. I have tried the Jaffa donuts, and I don't. I don't rate them at all. There's not enough. There's not. There's too much sponge to to um, filling. The ratio is not right. You know, I just I, I didn't didn't rate them at all. Didn't like them. No. Yep. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend them. Just standard jaffa cakes. You can't beat standard jaffa cakes. That's the best. Yeah. Right, so yeah, we've passed enough time talking nonsense, haven't we? Or have we? I don't know. Do you enjoy me talking nonsense? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I, I've got a big screen above. Well, the TV is above the camera now, right? So I can monitor things on the TV. But when I look at it, I think it makes it look as if I'm looking past the camera. So it's really difficult to look at a camera when there's nothing there because you're talking to the lens all the time. And that's what I'm doing just now. I'm just talking to the lens. I can't see myself except peripherally. And you know men have rubbish peripheral vision anyway. And that's how we always get caught looking at other women because we've got to stare at them, you know. We've got to go. Whereas women just look outside of their eyes at other men and they don't get caught. But that's biology. 
facts and talk about biology, we'll end up in trouble, won't we? <laughs> right. Um, right, let's, so let's have a right, Chaz. How are you, Chaz? Chaz, you were mucking around in that bloody intro, weren't you? And I, you know, to be fair, I think it was a good good choice to get in there and and give Shalini a bit of comfort. I think she doesn't like these scary things. So uh, yeah, um, Chaz was a laugh uh, in that. Right, um, what shall we do? Let's have a let's check. Right, let's see if we can get this working. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go here. Yes. And I'm still in it. And there's Roddy. There's Roddy Piper himself. Professional wrestler Roddy. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I tell you what, people, just get, bear with me one second because I'm just going to change my uh, my positioning slightly in the frame because I appear to be slightly off to one side. Why am I talking like that, Tom, that guy, George Galloway? I don't really want to. So yeah, it's good to have you here um, as you, yeah, that's better, isn't it? And Chad, you're perfect as always, mate, as always. Cheers. <coughs> got a bit of frog in my throat there, got a bit of frog in my throat. Who was Scottish Roddy, was he? Um, he, I didn't realise, but he he fought. Um, what was his name? Oh, did he fight? Giant, not giant haystacks. Um, Hulk Hogan. I think he might have fought Hulk Hogan. And the other thing I found out, I see that fight scene that they did in They Live, which lasted ridiculously long, like six minutes. It was only meant to last like twenty five seconds, but the two guys decided they were going to fight it out. And they only faked the, f the punches to the face and the groin. So everything else was a real punch. And, and Roddy said that uh, the um, the other guy who played Frank Armitage, which is a, a nod to... That's a nod to H.P. Lovecraft, I think. H.P. Lovecraft, yeah. So the, um, the guy that played Frank Armitage, um, Roddy says he hits like a mule. It's like a mule. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> Classic line. And that that was Roddy Piper's own line. He came up with that. He apparently was writing a book of one-liners during the movie. And he, he, he'd drop in the other one-liner there again. <sighs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's right, that's right. Yes, died um, died quite unfortunately early in 2015. That's quite quite a shame. Um, not quite sure why he'd uh, untimely death, but he was part. He and the thing is, when they made the movie, and I mean this is completely off 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 um, off topic, but you know, when they made the movie, John Carpenter said to Roddy Piper, "I want you to create a backstory for this guy because he was like a homeless drifter, you know, in the movie." And um, and he says, I want you to create a backstory, but don't tell me what it is. In fact, never tell me what it is. I never told anyone what the backstory was. So all we know is that Roddy Piper had a backstory, but nobody ever called him by his name in the movie, which was apparently meant to be John. He's credited as Nada, you know, um, which is another nod to a uh, comic book, I think. Um, so... <laughs> so <laughs> 
So, so nobody knows the backstory behind, you know, Nada and They Love, because Roddy Piper unfortunately went to his grave with it, and there you go. But yeah, fun times, fun times in the 80s. Uh, yeah, um, Express Special Mechanic, good to see you again. Um, a lot of people think his death was suspicious. He was starting to open his mouth about Hollywood. Well, yeah. Um, and and John Carpenter doesn't get a lot of work now from Hollywood. <coughs> I'm sorry, people. Excuse me. Do excuse me. I, I don't know why I've got a frog in my throat. Can't be the beer. Beer's, beer's good for you, isn't it? <laughs> Most wrestlers die young. Too many painkillers. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, doesn't bode well for Ben, then, does it? Anyway, <laughs> not that he's a wrestler. <laughs> don't 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 confuse Ben with a wrestler, <laughs> right? <clears throat> oh, I know what it is. I was up. I was up at the house today, and I think the cat. The cat was out, and maybe I'm suffering a bit from um, cat allergy because my eyes are stinging a little bit. But yeah, um, come back. Oh, oh dear. Right, um, it's my daughter's birthday on Saturday. That's her sweet sixteen on Saturday. So um, there you go. I think um, we should. Uh, we should lobby intensively now to raise um, age of consent for almost everything to at least 18, preferably 21. <laughs> not, that I'm at all, not that I'm at all interested in it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, she has, she, she, um, she has getting it. Her laptop, that is. I don't have a cat. The daughter has a cat. Uh, yeah, yeah. As I said, I managed to get the laptop on Amazon. Uh, Twelve months interest-free credit, um, with no credit check, which is probably just as well because I don't think I've got credit history anymore. I think we go. Uh, excuse me, who? <laughs> <coughs> right. Um, where was I? Where was I? Right. Let's have a quick look at this. Um, and see what I'm going to play this and I'm going to play it with the audio as well um, because I'm only going to play a little part of it it's from Mind Unveiled um, and he makes a couple of errors at the very start um, so we'll just have a quick listen to this and see how it goes um, I'm hoping it will come through and you're basically following this guy who through a seemingly random sequence of events finds these glasses that have special properties these glasses allowed him to see the world for what it really is. He could see past the realm of illusion and see the other truths and things. He could see messages seem to contribute to the sleepwalking state that modern humanity has been caught up in. These messages such as obey and reproduce subconsciously weigh people down to material reality. The weirdest part about the glasses though is that they allow him to see that many human beings look quite different when he wore them. They look like demons or some sort of reptilian-like entity. So, <clears throat> I should have said, I should have said, if you've not seen the movie, there there's spoilers here, <laughs> right? So, um, but I mean, John Carpenter himself did say that this was a commentary. I, it was almost a social commentary movie, and and John Carpenter never really explains his, his um, 
never really explained his movies, but he explained this one. He said it was a kind of social commentary, and he was very much against um, the decadence and the opulence that was being exhibited in, in the the 80s by you know people in a position of power and people in a position of wealth. And he, he was really against Ronald Reagan. And um, this, this movie is a, a kind of commentary on that. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Vaughn. I'm hoping I don't. Uh, right, so um, you, you, so you know the backstory. He gets his glasses and he can see things, right? And the and the question is, people have said that John that this is based on a true story. It's on a true product that um, has been withdrawn from us. So what they're saying is this is based on a true story, and um, these glasses kind of existed. Well, we'll, we'll have a look at that. We'll have a look at that. Imitating or impersonating a human being. At first, the reptilian-like humans tell him to stop staring and, you know, they think nothing of it. But then they start realizing that he can actually see them. So the cops begin to try and arrest him. The movie is a ride of an experience and I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. There's a sense of sincerity to the film as if it's exposing some sort of hidden truth. On top of that, the directing is just very unique and it's just a one-of-a-kind film. The director who wrote it says that it's a documentary, which is really interesting when you tie it together with the work of Dr. Kilner. Supposedly, these glasses are based on a true story. In the 1920s, a scientist named Walter Kilner experimented with a dark blue chemical dye called dicyanin, which he poured into a glass screen, and when he gazed through the screen, he found that he was able to see the aura of a person standing in front of him. He was able to see the person's aura because the specific color of the dye blocked out a large portion of the white light spectrum. This left only a small portion which helped concentrate his perception of the aura. Now this gets interesting because supposedly in the 1940s they decided to make this dye illegal. Dicyanin is not a drug, it's not toxic, and it's made from coal tar. However, it's as if it's been erased from our knowledge because there's little information on the subject. The reason they wanted to hide it is because it allowed anyone to see into the astral. You didn't have to be sensitive or have to train in meditation. This knowledge needed to be suppressed in order to train and program future generations. Is there some sort of cover-up? Listen to this story about vets who were seeing demons with old... Right, okay, let's not bother listening to your story at this point in time. Because let's let's actually... Let's dissect what's been said here. So one, we've said that the director said it was a documentary. He, he never said that. He said it was, um, he said it was you know, based on um, attacking... The, the opulence, decadence, and the consumerism stroke capitalism culture that was taken over at that time, which is fair enough because, you know, I mean, the guy the guy lived in California, he went to UCLA, he went to film school there. He got taught by people like Orson Welles. Orson Welles, imagine that, as one of your lecturers, you know. Um, Brian De Palma, you, you know, these guys were the lecturers that he listened to. So, um, but yeah, so... He never said it was a documentary. He never said it was based on a true story. I mean, I've seen many interviews with uh, with uh, with John Carpenter. I don't think he's ever said that these glasses actually, you know, are based on a true product, right? And um, and this chap, Mind Unveiled, he claims that this um, this dye was made illegal in the forties. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> And this is a common theme on the on the internet when you start researching this. Oh, this dye's been made illegal, and if they make something illegal, then that makes me want to believe in it. Now, hold on a minute. There is 
this guy's not illegal. Nobody's made it illegal. And I'm not, it's not illegal to make it, it's not illegal to use it, and it's not illegal to sell it. In fact, you can go and buy dyscyanin glasses uh, on websites today, right? So there's nothing illegal about it, right? So it's just like, it's clickbait. It's absolute clickbait. Now, apparently... What they do, what you that you can see when you're using these glasses, as you can see the aura. And actually, I'd like to speak to Mark Changizi about this because you know he makes glasses that help people to see veins, you know, for the emergency service. Um, he calls them vein finder glasses or something. And they're not cheap, you know. I think they're like nine hundred bucks or something. But um, so they put these glasses on, and you can see the veins much uh, much clearer than you could if you couldn't. Um, and I'm not powered or anything, it's just them um, to do with the, the filtration or the whatever. <clears throat> the chemical's just a blue dye, Slaney. That's all it is. It's a blue dye. It's a dark blue dye. Um, and it's it's made from coal tar, so, which is bitumen, basically. So, you know, it's it's just a side product of bitumen. It's not it's not an illegal drug. It's not well. It's not an illegal dye. It's not an illegal chemical, and it's really easily it's really easy to make if you've got um, O grade chemistry. You know, you can you can make it yourself. So and it's not toxic. It's not explosive. There's no reason for it to be illegal, and it's not illegal. People say it's illegal in the states. No, it's not. So there you go. There's no. It's just not an illegal product. Um, so, so they're completely out of order when they go down this route and start doing this. This really annoys me because this guy's normally quite, you think he's quite well researched. And then he goes and does that. And that really, really annoys me because that then puts into question, you know, it throws into question anything he's done before, doesn't it? You know, it's like, I mean, if we tell you something and it turns out to be wrong, which sometimes it is, we put our hands up and we talk about it. In fact, on Monday's show, I said that I was wrong about the, the age of consent in Japan, remember? I, I, I come out with that. Um, I was wrong about it because I was like a month out. Because they changed it in July, you know? Um, and But I'll, I'll say, um, say exactly. So, so, um, so there we go. Um, <clears throat> so, quite disappointing there. Right. Um, so the thing is, you're supposed to be able to see the aura, right? Which is this, and uh, and I think um, I think the aura exists because what you're seeing is basically electromagnetic field around a living human being or any living creature. I would think because we're all electric, you know. So if you're looking in the right frequencies, there's a good chance of seeing them. And we'll talk a little bit about. Um, Carolian photography which is taking photographs of the aura later on and aura cameras and things which aren't cheap either there's, people, there's a lot of people making a lot of money out of this <laughs> danger danger high voltage indeed but high voltage with low ampage isn't that bad for you is it Vaughn uh, it's the ampage that kills right um so that was that was let me go where am i going to go right i'm going to go i'm going to skip forward in this video because i don't want to talk about the other thing that he goes off on a tangent with straight away so um let, let's now have a look at the next part
Um, and see what he's talking about. 1879 to 1893. As you could probably guess from the term medical electrician, he specialized in electrotherapy. He was an MD, BA, and an MB. Kilner attended Cambridge University in England, and by 1833, he was a member of the Royal College of Physicians. His writings covered a wide variety of... So this is a guy called Kilner who came up with... Um, who came up with... Uh, Photographing the aura, I think. Um, so, continue. Topics, but the one we're focusing on today is his book, The Human Atmosphere. This book suggests that there is an aura or colorful fringe or outline on each human, and that the color of that fringe can help indicate the mood or wellness of the subject. In the book, Kilner describes how to make the aura visible to anyone, even the untrained neophyte. He does this by placing dicyanin dye between two panes of glass and hermetically sealing it. So let's just pause here for a second and think about the term hermetically sealed. I'm sure by now all of us have heard of the Greek figure Hermes Trismegistus, but... Well, actually, no, we don't, we don't, we don't need to listen to and talk about the term hermetically sealed because um, we know it's just putting, putting something together and, um, and making it airtight, yeah? So... Don't worry about that. So these guys are saying that the aura is a useful thing because you can diagnose illnesses and things like that. And people people make a living out of this. You know, they'll they'll look at people's auras and they'll say, Oh, you need to do this, you need to do that and they talk about the colour of your aura and how your mood and even being in close proximity with other people can change how you feel, you know. So so there's a little bit around that. Um so um yeah, if one, if one says he uses a flare camera at work and people look strange in, in uh, infrared. Yeah, yeah, they probably do. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what your aura is like because I can't see it. I can't see it artifacting. So, uh, and and if I'd need I'd need something to be able to view it. So, um, one of the ways of taking the oral photograph or Carolyn phot photography is. You know, you put you put a hand or a leaf or whatever on a photographic plate, and you pass a high voltage across it, and basically, I think what's happening is you're exciting the air around the product because there will, will be a bit of um, there'll be a bit of of electrons coming out of it, stimulating the air. So what they'll be doing is they make the they make the oxygen molecules in the air gl glow. That's why you're getting a blue picture. Um, so. So it's quite, um, there's a bit of science behind it, but I think the new age people have kind of gone too far. Um, but there's no evidence to say that aura, aura look, viewing devices or aura, aural cameras or whatever are capturing um, anything in another dimension or anything that we can't normally see. Um, even the dice ironing glasses, all they did was let you see other people's auras. They didn't let you see anything else. I mean, there's the. This is apparently a red. If you put a red dye in instead, you see a diff. You see the aura in a different form, but it's still basically the aura, you know. So, so the question is, is it making any difference or not? Uh, right. So that's um that's the aura, and then you get people that that use these um. These, uh, let's have a look. Let's see if we can. Let's 
um, we'll come back to ourselves and I'll have a quick look and see because we've got other we've got other things that we can show you. We've other things we can show you. So we can we can show you things like this um, from from Eric Dubay. So I thought he was kind of banned off YouTube, but you know, well, um. So these are allegedly electrography and Curlian photography, right? So this is people's auras being photographed. It's a bit of a mishmash, isn't it? Pardon me. You know, I mean, what what are we really looking at here? This this is meant to be fingerprints, I think. You know, on a on a photographic plate and the different fingerprints, um, the different intensity or aura says how well you are and how armed a, 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 a tomato you know raw tomato cooked tomato well yeah you, you, you would expect that from a from science you would expect that because if you cook a tomato what are you doing you're killing some of the cells aren't you you're slowing down the metabolic activity and everything whereas if you've got a raw tomato you, the electrical potential in a raw tomato is going to be much higher than it is in a cooked tomato because the cells are all there they're all healthy um, they're all still functioning, and if you stimulate them with electricity, you're going to get, you know, electricity, electromagnetism, you know, so you're going to get a better picture. So again, I, I don't see what they're trying to, I, what they're trying to say here, that it's bad to cook things. Well, all it does is, you know, slow down the electrical potential in the cell, I would think. So I really don't see the problem. So I think, I again, I think these these um, new age people are taking things a bit far. And, and I'm sorry I'm not jumping into this conspiracy, but I'm not uh, I'm not a great fan of it. Um, and you've seen the one where they take you have you seen the one where they take the leaf and they cut the leaf and the aura still extends past the leaf? Oh, it didn't. <laughs> that was fake. <laughs> that was a double exposure because if you actually do that with a leaf and cut the leaf, the aura just follows the exact form of the cut leaf, so you're getting exactly the same thing. Yeah, that was corn. Yeah, um, so really, that, that you know, it's not a it's not a big deal. Um, this guy was a Russian scientist, and as a coronal discharge, and and we see this, we can see this, you can see this in electrical um, cabling, and Vaughn's maybe seen it. I don't know, but if you get if you get like a damp atmosphere, and you've got like you know how sometimes if you go outside, you can see um, you can see a coronal discharge around things like the giant connectors on on these high voltage transmission towers and things like that so you know um it, it's basically stimulating the oxygen atoms in the air and you're getting a glow off them and that's really all it is and you know this will happen to anything that's that can conduct electricity or has some electrical you know um electrical part to it so really really that's that's basically it from that point of view and then they um and then they, they and they make these cameras so you've got to put your hand on a plate or something like that and you get this camera that will take your photograph and you'll it'll show you your aura and basically all it seems to do is put a blurry color behind you, you know, it's a bit like here except the the background's more blood um i i don't know i don't know if it gives off ozone or not andrew um so to give off ozone you got to what you got to strip a 
what you got to do? Ozone adds uh, oxygen. O ozone's O3, isn't it? So you need an extra oxygen uh, atom attached to it, and it's unstable. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I don't know. You'd say you're knocking. You're knocking. What are you knocking? If you knock, if you knock a, if you knock a proton off a, knock a proton off nitrogen, I think you turn that into carbon, don't you? So anyway, you know, we, we could, we could get down the chemistry route, um, on the periodic table if we want, but um, you know, oh, I was getting excited there. Getting excited there, I just glanced at the chant and I saw I drink water and rub peppermint oil on my body. And <laughs> that wasn't body, it was brew. <laughs> you had me going there, Julie. You had me going there. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's have uh, let's let's stop listening. Let's stop looking at uh, Eric DeBay's story of the human aura. I tell you what we will do, we'll go um Oh, I had a really vivid dream last night, really vivid. Um, and you know what I did? I put on, I put on, have you ever heard of binaural beats? So they're meant to resonate at certain frequencies and they're meant to stimulate your brain so you can do things. And this one was meant to, to help you do lucid dreaming because lucid dreaming is really cool. You know, when you're in a dream and you know you're in a dream and then you can change things. That's just like, it's like inception. It's really, really cool. And it doesn't happen very often. Um, but I had such a vivid dream last night. It was as if I was literally there. Everything looked real, felt real. You know, everything just was was so real. Um, although I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't lucid because I didn't realise it was a dream. I thought it was real. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool though. Pretty cool. Let me try it again tonight. See what happens. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Harold. I think it is just electric. It's passing an electric current through things and photographing it. Yeah, I think you could be right. I think you could be right, mate. So I tell you what's more interesting though. Though what's more interesting is um, as the as this kind of thing. So what I'm, I'm going to I'm going to run this. I'll run it with the sound off so they can talk over it. Uh, see what we think of this right so Vietnam they come up with night vision you know I mean they invented night vision during the second world war to be fair uh, so they, they came up with night vision for the Vietnam war and they started making you know products so that they could help the soldiers see at night and, and basically shoot bad guys Um. So the first ones that came out um, were were not great, but they seemed to work. And then they came up with these ones, um, goggles for helicopter pilots and the gunners and helicopters, so that they could they could wear goggles, and you know the gunner would be hanging out the the side, and the pilot would be flying along at night, and they could see everything without having to without having to. Um, Without having to use lights or anything like that, and and you see the display there. It's a kind of red, a kind of red photon type display. Well, they say photons. I still don't think photons exist. 
Um, so rather than remember the you know nowadays when we look at night vision, it's all green. But this was red or, or yellow. It is green now, you're right, Vaughn, because now it, it's, it's done in a slightly different way now, um, which is a lot smaller and uses a lot less energy because obviously it's improved. But these uh, original goggles were kind of red. They were on the red spectrum. And, now, and the thing is, Vietnam's a weird one because, let's face it, there were more drugs used by the US troops in Vietnam than anywhere else. So you don't know exactly what was going on in Vietnam, right? And there, were, there was a lot of people in Vietnam addicted to heroin on, you know, US troops and things like that, came back, you know, jacked up and um, had to be brought down off it. So there was all that kind of thing. But th these red spectrum night vision goggles um, apparently caused loads of freaking issues. Because they eventually actually told the officers and pilots not to wear them, right? So they weren't to wear them. This was a, it was an experiment, and it only lasted sixty days. Now, if a military experiment only lasts sixty days, you know things are going wrong in a big way. So, you know, yeah, we're coming to that, Vaughn. Uh, we're coming to that, Julie. They were seeing odd stuff with the red, right? So what was happening? In fact, one of the guys he's, he's sitting in the he's sitting in the front seat of the helicopter. The pilot's flying along. Both of them are not wearing goggles. The the gunner behind them, um, they're flying along. There's nothing happening. The place is empty. There's no no fighting, nothing. And the the gunner starts lighting up the sky, right? And he's shooting. And they're looking, the guy's looking back and goes, what the hell's he shooting? And he goes back, what are you shooting at? And the guy he goes, can't you see them? Now he's wearing the, the red night vision goggles. And he's not shooting at the ground. He's shooting at the same height as the helicopter. So this guy puts on a set of the night vision goggles and he says he can see demons flying alongside, beside the helicopter. And he knows the demons because they're looking at him and waving at him. Like, we're coming to get you. And the gunner's going nuts. He's firing off. Like Billy on the other helicopters have got to avoid it. You know, you've got to take a avoiding action. So the question is, yeah, okay, the brink gunner might have been on drugs, but what about the guy who was the commander who put the red vision goggles on and then saw them and then went, whoa. And he he told his command to stop wearing them completely, and actually was um, was applauded by the the top brass after the experiment concluded. Said you made the right choice, you know, because that shouldn't be happening. And then they switched, to, you know, then they switched to green. And once they switched to green, everyone was fine. But these guys were saying like, "Yeah, this isn't rods. No, no, these are not rods. These were full blown demons." These guys were saying they were saying like. These things were sitting in the treetops. They had huge wings. They looked like gargoyles, you know? That's what they're saying. And they would fly alongside the helicopter, look in at you, and basically say, you know, come with us because we're going to come and get you. So, yeah, they, these aren't rod. rods. Rods and rods are just those, I think they're, they're, they're insects that fly by us. The cameras play tricks. Cameras, remember, cameras are lenses and sensors, right? And and it's not, these days it's not film, it's a sensor. So you can play tricks on them and you can get all sorts of weird effects. 
But yeah, if you're seeing this through a set of night vision goggles, one, it's not pareidolia because you're not making these things out of. You know, two people aren't going to see the same thing, are they? You know, with two different sets of goggles. So I, I can't think it would be anything like that. So yeah, it's um, it's it, it's uh, it's it's it, it's a bit weird. And the fact that they they shut the experiment down and then the next time the sky, the night vision came out is green and it's always been green since. And and there's a good there's a good excuse for that because green is. Green, you, you see more variations on green than you'll see in red because biologically you're more attuned to green than you are red because let's face it, you know, if you see red, it's something bleeding or it's a fruit, right? Um, if you see green, it's all sorts of different vegetation. So you're going to see the differences in greens. So, uh, yeah. So uh, don't worry about the rod things. It's the, it, was a, it was a thing... I think maybe five or six years ago people were going on about this, but it was a load of nonsense. It was it was basically insects flying past a camera lens really close, and it, it makes them look as if they're going really fast, but they're teeny, 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 you know, and it, it's like you're beating the limitations of the sensor, so yeah, it's going to blur. I mean, they, these guys are taking photographs. If you're taking photographs at 25 frames per second, you're going to get motion blur. And if something goes past the lens at zero depth and wham, you know, it's going to look like it's doing 500 miles an hour. So it's that easy to, to account for it. Yes, yes, that's completely different though. Putting, um, putting a red lens on your torch or running, you know, run, the night running on a ship or whatever when you turn the red lights on. Or indeed, even here in my studio where we have the, we have the red lights... Um, because you'd be surprised how dark it is in here, you know, um, compared to compared to what you would think a studio would be. Because normally, well, I, I think I think it looks better because I think I look pretty cool, you know, in the the setup. And and I don't even have any lights on. All I'm using is the monitors to light me. Pardon me. And the only the only light. It's a coloured light that's thrown back onto the flags and a, an LED light strip that's showing red along the edges, which you can't, you can't see any of this stuff, you know? So the illusion is complete, is it not? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm red, red, to, and it, it's better to, to look at red or less blue light, especially at night, because you'll sleep better. Um, that's why if you've got like um, if you if you must use your iPad or your phone at night, you should really turn it on to night mode so as it goes that kind of yellowy, duller way because you know you want to cut down the amount of blue light because blue light will stimulate the brain and make you think it's still still daytime. Well, green light won't work on plants because plants are green. You know. So they're reflecting green light almost 100%. That's why green light's no use for plants. So if you see red, that's because it's reflecting all the red light. That's why blood is red, because it's full of iron. Um, plants are green because they're full of chlorophyll, when the, and green reflects, they'll reflect all the green light. Um, so that's why shining a green light on a plant won't do it any good because it won't its chlorophyll won't get activated because all the lights can reflected back. 
Whereas if you put white light on it, then it's getting the, it's getting the light in and it can start to go to work. There you go. Yeah, Shalini has no problems going to sleep. <laughs> How long do you sleep for? Because if you go to sleep at nine o'clock and you get up at seven, yeah, that's nine hours. When do you get up? <laughs> no, it's not nine hours. That's ten hours, is it? That's ten hours. Bloody hell. People, so you, you do everything dark screen mode, Vaughn, yeah? Um, well, see, I like dark screen for some things and then not for others. It just depends on what you're, um, what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah. Doesn't really matter, I suppose. In fact, I've got a big black patch here. Watch, watch, watch the light change just as I close this window. Look, see that? <laughs> That was just a black screen. That was, you know, it was one of the um, one of the intro videos had finished, so it was just a black a black screen. So I just shut that down, and boom, the light comes up straight again. Uh, yeah, it can be. Yeah, I, I tend to use um, I tend to use light mode for most things. Just certain apps look better on. You wake up at five thirty or six. Yeah, but five thirty or six, and you're going to sleep at nine. That's still. Still, you know, a good eight to nine hours. <laughs> She's like a bear in the winter. <laughs> she got to bed even earlier. <laughs> She's a bit like a bear all the time anyway. <laughs> what you say, Vaughn. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that that's kind of the... That's kind of the demonic thing. That's about the scariest thing. So that wasn't so bad, was it? Um... Oh, that's not what I wanted. Uh, all right, here we go. Here, let's have a look at. Here's an here's a an oral camera. Don't know if that seems a bit rude, doesn't it? An oral camera. <laughs> right, let's have a look at this. It is rare and fun, and it's a big leap of faith because you see how she's got her hands on the electrical thing. Requires people to have a, a desire to understand themselves more deeply. These are going to go on your lap. This was going to take in your energy and feed it into the camera. The camera was designed in the 1970s by a man named Guy Coggins, and it is this wacky, wild little box. There's little hand plates that your hands go on, which take in your electromagnetic field, feed it into the camera and then an algorithm happens which is anywhere between two to ten seconds part of your energy field is going to be matching up to a different color that right so oh what do you think what do you guys think genuinely that's the picture it produces that's the aura it's i don't know what do you i mean I think it is basically electrocuting people and taking taking photographs of of um, any kind of excitation. But I don't think I don't know. I, I when she said there's an algorithm, I think it's just making stuff up, isn't it? Yeah, an algorithm happens. <laughs> That's like YouTube. Yeah, an algorithm happens, and then we decide whether your your um, your video is suitable for advertisers or not. So my my last video that I did, the uh, what was the last one I did that was just uh, just me on my own, 
on my own. Well, I always have chats. Technocracy. If you were there for the technocracy video, that went yellow. Wasn't suitable for all advertisers. It now is, but it's had all its views by now. So effectively, this is what YouTube is doing by to not pay you. Because if everything goes yellow, they'll still run ads, but you won't get the money, right? Or you'll get very little of the money. And then once it goes green, you get the money for the ad. So instead of making 15 pence, you'll make 0.1 pence, 0.01 pence, you know? And and basically that's that. You know, that's that's what they do. This And most, most live streams... Well, live streams have a longer life than videos. If you put a video up and it goes yellow, you're screwed because um, video get video gets all their views in the first day. If they, after that, they don't, and it, sometimes it takes YouTube a week to turn something green. So they're just they're just at it. It's just a scam. That's why we rely on things like Kofi, and we appreciate it when you donate on Kofi because not only does Kofi not take thirty percent of the cut, you know, I mean. Even the Mafia don't take 30%, do they? <laughs> so Kofi doesn't take 30%. PayPal doesn't take 30%. I mean, you get a lot more back. Yeah, so it, it, there you go. Ben's chimed in. This one's already yellow. Why is this yellow, right? Why? You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, okay, I'll do that, Andrew. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we've got a massive. We've already got a massive back library of um, of videos. We got very, we got like, we must have over five hundred videos now. We churn them out at some rate. We're quite prodigious, you know, <laughs> aren't we, Ben? No, I didn't forget to go live on Rumble. I deliberately didn't. Um, so so it wasn't a forgot. It was a choice. So Ben's obviously woken up. Um, so th yeah, there we go. I've kind of I've kind of come to the end of that little presentation. I don't think there's anything more to be said about auras and things. Um, you know, people people are. I think people are they're making money out of this out of the gullible few, aren't they? You know, well, it's not even the gullible few because a lot of people believe in this and crystals and all that. You know, it's just. Um, it's just, what would you say? It's like, you know, I, I don't want to come off as like a complete and utter sceptic, but I think there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people take advantage of you um, or are very ready to take advantage of you at the slightest provocation, you know, and and unfortunately, Ben and I aren't. That's the problem. So we we don't make a lot of money <laughs> because we don't want to take advantage of you. And and people that do, I think eventually get found out. But sometimes they make loads of money. I mean, you know, when you think about people like, I mean, even people like Brand and stuff like that, kind of taking advantage of you to an extent because you know he's he's not as he's not the genuine person that you think he might be given his persona. I think, you know, it's just my opinion. I think we come across as, this is, well, those that have met us in real life, I, I don't think there's any difference between what you're seeing here and what you get in reality, you know. I'm still pretty abrasive and annoying, am I not? Ah. <sighs> 
haven't sworn at all. Swearing's not the issue, Andrew. It's um, the algorithm doesn't like us. It just doesn't like us. The only one, the only people that likes is Himza. Himza nearly always goes up green, nearly always. Um, so it likes Himza. Um, and it, it used to like shorts, but shorts don't work anymore. So shorts come and go. They change the algorithm all the time in shorts, and they don't tell you. Yeah, an algorithm happened, and I went yellow. <laughs> Can you see my aura? You don't get what it says on the Tim with this channel. Yeah, so there we go. I hope you've had a good evening. I have. I've enjoyed it. I, I've, it was quite interesting for me as well because I didn't know about the Vietnam demon thing. That was quite cool. I quite liked that. And I'd like to find out more about it, but there's not a lot there. And, you know, sometimes I, mean, I, I, did, do, I did do three or four different things about the Vietnam thing so they're all reporting the same thing um, and, but I really really don't like the people that say things and there's lots of them on I mean I've posted comments today as chasing liberty but I posted comments today on the YouTube channel saying yeah, this is nonsense you know um, Dice Ironin is not a banned product you know you can still buy it you can still make it you can still use it it's not a banned product never has been they're just trying to make something out of nothing, which is really annoying. Really annoying. And that, and that kind of thing bugs me because these people are just doing this for clicks. You know, and you know what? The, you can get clicks without having to lie to people. And it really annoys me when people lie to people. So thank you. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate it. Thank you, Shalini. Thank you, Vaughn. Thank you, Andrew. You know what? It has been great. It's been great for me. I've really enjoyed it. It's been great for you. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks. I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave. Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay. Cause my messages are timeless, so they'll put them on display. Oh yeah, I rap with a certainty. I have a sense of urgency, a message for eternity for everyone internally. I had some people burning me, but now they fucking learn to see. I ain't the one to fuck with. Now they looking nervously, and I don't really care what you think of me respectfully. You can kick rocks if you think you're fucking better. See, I will outwork you, turn you to an enemy. Hurt you so bad that you're gonna need some therapy.